freedom, liberty, the pursuit of happiness is, until it isn't. If you're in trouble with the law, facing jail time, parole, probation, or sentencing, then stay tuned for Jail, Parole, Probation, Survival with Greg Harris. It may just save your life. Hi, good afternoon, good evening, depending part what part of the country or the world that you're in. I want to welcome you to the show, Jail, Parole, Probation, Survival, where we talk about, uh, you know, the survival tactics here. If you're facing a situation where uh, you may have to go in to do a bit of incarceration or if you're on parole or probation or looking to be on parole or, you know, in the midst of it and trying to uh, steer through it and get through it successfully. That's what the show is about. Uh, collateral to that, the show also, uh, the way I feel, and in my experience, that things from jail lead back to the street and things from the street lead back into jail. So, I mean, it's happening all over the place. So they interact with each other. And it's been my experience also to just know how fine the line is or can be. At any rate, again, my name is G. Blackwell, host of your show. We're streaming at you on BBS Radio Channel 1. In podcasting on iTunes, Spotify, uh, you know, all over the place there. And well, to start the show off by saying, first of all, it's a very active weekend here in Los Angeles. And we're broadcasting from Hollywood, California here. And it's a BET weekend in LA. The city's, uh, I like to say, it's active and lit. It's active and lit with color uh, pretty much everywhere. It's a good look. So I just want to let you know that's going on. And I also want to make mention of the young gentleman and the young man who lost his life last week, that triple X rapper. Uh, it was ironic that right after the show, I mentioned uh, the term pretty vicious when I mentioned the tattoos and whatnot and what have you that the youngsters out there are wearing on their faces up there today. Uh, it's more than just a look. In my opinion, in my experience, um, it's pretty vicious. Pretty vicious, like meaning it can be pretty vicious, and also meaning pretty, like that's a good look. So pretty vicious as well. It's pretty, comma, vicious. So when I found out that they arrested the young man who killed the young uh, rapper, entertainer, um, it, it, the first thing came to my mind, and it was just pretty vicious, met ugly vicious. And this guy was, you could just read him. He was, not to say, I mean, not to say the man's guilty before he can go to court or anything, but just from my observance, from looking at the both of them and hearing the young gentleman, the young triple X, Music, because I never heard the guy's music. You know, he's a kid. But after hearing his music over, you know, last week or so, last few days, I got it. You know, so I began to understand probably why the young man, you know, killed the young guy. Why the guy killed him? You know, just jealousy is at all time high, and it was like this desensitized uh, with life as far as taking up a life out there. 
mean, you hear about it. Just like, I wake up every morning awaiting the next police shooting, killing, or, I mean, it's just every day. You can just await it. It's coming. So out here in the, on the West Coast and just about everywhere else as well. So, again, the show uh, is geared around those who may be or who may not be or who may have a close friend or family member that's under the thumb of uh, the judicial situation uh, going to court, facing the feds, facing the state. We're here for you. And just, you know, as a reminder, the show, as I said, jail, parole, probation, survival, and some of those survival tactics, I was reading those things online on the weekend. And just a few bullet points is written in reference to probation and parole. I mean, if you're out here listening to the show, if you're listening to the podcast, obviously you're out here. Or sometimes guys in jail, they get a, they have access to phones and internet radio and so forth. So it's just a, a small reminder, two things. When you meet, if you're on parole or probation, or if you know someone that may be, if you meet your parole officer or when you go to visit your parole officer or probation officer, if you should decide to visit you at your home or work, uh, the first thing you want to do is just, especially the first time you see the parole officer or probation officer, you just want to, the main thing is just shut up and listen. And then that person will instruct you as to what they expect from you. And, you know, as far as uh, employment, uh, if you have any restitution or any fines you may have to pay, uh, you know, basically the conditions of your uh, parole. And um, my the strongest advice I can give to anyone that's going through that situation, or as I said before, that may know someone that's going through that, just shut up. They shut way up and listen. And that will lessen your chance of getting back into a pickle because one thing you have to keep in mind, if you're on probation or parole, you're lucky because you're not really free. See, You're still serving the sentence. It's just that you're just serving it in the outside world, which is, you know, it's a benefit. It's a blessing. It's a plus. It's a, something you do all you can with. So, yeah, that, and just, you know, back to the words that I like to use in life, period. Inside, when I was in there, out here, every day, it's perception. Because, again, I can't stress it enough, it's how you meet something. It's just how you meet. It's just like meeting a person. It's the way you meet a situation is how you're going to be able to deal with it, whether it's jail, parole, probation, life, marriage, job, money, doesn't matter. You know, other people, traffic, driving, walking, doesn't matter. Interacting, engaging with others. So it's just how you meet when a situation such as jail or a situation as a pickle, uh, say, for instance, uh, just the other day I was driving and saw a gentleman getting to a, you know, verbal argument with the guy and just, the guy just, you know, pulled away. So it's just how you perceive it because it was real easy, it was real easy for him to just feed into what the guy was saying, whatever it was he was saying, so he just feed into it and just add to it, make it more, and let that thing just, you know, snowball and go where it's going to go. 
and that's not that's not healthy. It's not good. It's not smart. So the same with jail or facing any uh, life changing or life altering or life measuring type situation. It's how you perceive it, how you look at it, how you walk in. And as I said, I can't stress it enough. Um, just uh, <laughs> the fact that being in jail is just, uh, for many, for most, can be a mind blower in itself. So that's, I mean, you've heard the term, you know, get a grip on yourself. That's the time when you want to get a firm grip on yourself and just, uh, again, just pay close attention, put your head on the swivel and, uh, you know, pay attention. Pay attention. And then, as I said before, uh, perception is real important on how you meet these things and how you meet people. You know, myself personally, I've been in situations where it could have turned, I've met a situation where it could have turned any way, left, right, front, back. It could have went in any direction. It was up to me to quell the thing or add to it or, you know, take it to another direction. And, you know, after I discovered that it's power of perception, not the other person's perception, mine, how I perceive it, but what I allow it to do to me. You know, because I, personally speaking, and, you know, most of my stories in the show is just personal stories in reference to surviving the perils that I had to go through, that I sent myself through. So my experiences is what I have. That's the whole basis for the show. And like, for instance, it can be a racial encounter, especially in jail, as I said before in previous shows. That takes a whole nother degree, a whole nother level of racism in there because not only can it get very, very, very violent, it can, it can gain numbers. So, you know, it can create itself and make it become a, well, a, a small war. So that's the, the seriousness of not only the show and going to jail and, you know, making sure you come out of there alive, but just the seriousness of That has to be uh, not only the most terrible thing, but the most um, demanding. It demanded my full attention to survive, you know, on a daily basis. And that was mainly in the highs, you know, in the maximum situation, the maximum security uh, joints, prisons, and so forth. You know, I had to learn that. You know, I just didn't come in. I had a knack, I guess, but I didn't come in just knowing because you had people there who been residents there for many years and they know everything. And they can look at you and tell that you don't even know anything. So it's just walking into like, uh, I mean, it's like inner the dragon, belly of the beast in a real way. So I say all that stuff to say, you know, it's how you perceive if you got to walk in. But more importantly, let's catch it from the front. If you can avoid it, because it all stems from a quiet idea of a stress on the show. It stems from a quiet idea of thought, a suggestion, you know, that you make to yourself. 
and just as a follow-up, you're following up on what you're thinking and decision you're making. Usually, based on a panic and without counsel. I mean, meaning you didn't run it past anybody because it was such a bright idea. You figured you didn't have to, or whatever. Now, this is for just everyday, normal people. And that's speaking of people who are in the game and wake up every day. Not gang, the game, G-A-M-E, the game of hustling or the game of hidden licks out there and you know, so forth. Not so much to that person because that person will do it. I know that me or anyone else can really tell that person. They can listen to the show for just, you know, the fodder, the, the jailhouse stories, or maybe a few jailhouse jokes. I'm not really a joking type guy, but if, you know, if I see one while I'm talking, I'll go ahead and pull it out. But... But just for the, uh, the sake of the sh- name of the show, you know, you may have some people who, who've experienced jail. I know plenty of guys experienced jail. But the majority of the people that I know, both you know, my age and a bit younger, um, they're, in the, they're in the mindset, in the frame of mind of turning their life around. They're doing something totally different from what they did to get incarcerated like myself. Totally different. The whole opposite side of the globe. They just went to the whole other side. That's you know, basically what I did. And it's like, so those are the people that I know that have been incarcerated and they're doing things like helping people uh, out there and just, you know, adding to society as opposed to you know, taking from it. And that's just a thing Whereas. That's just another learned thing. But in my opinion, as with anything else, you have to be sick and tired of being sick and tired. And that's any situation, including jail, or going or repeatedly going back to jail. Now I am speaking to the guys who are out there every day doing what they do. So it's just a sick and tired of being sick and tired because there's always another way. To me, I mean, I just didn't, uh, I didn't care to look any other way. At that time, it's just where I was at because I was fully involved in what I was doing, and that was that. Moving right along. So, if you're there, I get it. I get that too. I've been there, and I understand that, and I can appreciate and agree and, and understand it too. For right now, the thing is, um, there's just so many different scenarios can happen. It could happen anywhere out here in society, but more so in there because, I mean, it's geared for it. So at all costs, if you can avoid a situation, any type of jailhouse situation, as I said before, in the prior show, especially today, you want to do that for yourself. You you want to make sure you do that for yourself because if you listen to your show, and you happen to get, you know, pinched, oops, whatever, you're going to think about this because you're going to be in a situation where it's not pretty. It's very ugly. It's very ugly. More so than it was when I was in there. It's uglier. So that's why I want to stress it to you even more. Do whatever you got to do. Hey, go to church. Get a job. Find a one. Do whatever you got to do to avoid going to jail 
if that's, you know, you're back and forth, because now it's gotten to a point where the odds are way against you. And who are the you that I'm talking to? Anyone that's against those odds I'm speaking about. And the odds I'm speaking about is the numbers of the uh, people that's coming across the border down there. You know, they putting them away. One, you know, I mean, lightning speed. So that's just going to, and now they just heard today on CNN, or on a, from a tweet from the president on CNN that uh, he's going to try to implement just uh, sending them right back across the border. That will lessen things up a bit, but it, it, that goes through right doubt. But if they do have to do that, they'll lessen things a bit. Because I, rem- I remember a time back in the 80s when the leaders were breaking, coming over and breaking into the prison in San Diego. It wasn't even completed yet. They were breaking into the prison. I mentioned this on the uh, first or second show. They broke into the prison to just, you know, reside in there. Yeah. The level three, level four yards. Yeah. Fully contained. So... It's, it's, it's a mean scene down there. It's a mean scene down there. But no matter how mean the scene when it comes to jail, when it comes to time for people to be locked up, they usually put them right in the federal system because that's a federal case right now. It's a federal charge that is legally crossing the board. That's who it's supposed to be. So, and when I was in the feds, that's, that's what I saw there. I saw the, the uh, what was it? They had the... Uh, the quick, like quick port you can take, right? It's like an express lane. You can sign up first time, uh, first offense for crossing the border illegally. I believe it was 24 months, something like that. Second time, 36. Close to those numbers. So, yeah. So there's quite a few uh, guys in there that were in there for that illegally crossing the border. And they were doing the, you know, the 24 to 36 months. And some, of course, doing a lot longer because they had charges associated with their initial charge of illegally crossing the border. So, yeah. And that's back to, that's, it's going to change the look of the American jails. Well, it's already doing that, I know. So, again, if you're out there, and you're under this situation. In fact, if you're out there and you want to call in and talk about it, you know, we're here at 888-627-6008. So you're welcome to call while we're streaming the show live. As I said, I'm G. Blackwell. The name of the show is Jail for Low Probation Survival. Yeah, you can feel free to call in if you have, you know, a burning desire to talk about something you may be going through or something that you've been through. You're welcome to do that. So, but, as I said before, I can't stress it enough. The, the, the not going to jail is just the best thing going. For anybody that knows someone that need to hear that, let them know. Avoid that like you avoid the plague. Just tell them, just let them know. So that way you can continue just to live a you know, steadfast, normal life without the unnecessary interruptions that could very well change your life to a, a disastrous, uh, unnecessary 
avenue that you'll have to take because it's not pretty at all in there. And now in the feds, you're hearing more and more every day that, you know, the pedophile, the what's referred to as a chomo, that's a breakdown of child molester. As I mentioned before, as a, some guys running for Senate, I don't want to miss his name. But the thing is, if, you know, you're a pedophile, things are changing in there for pedophiles. Believe it or not, they even have a shot caller. I remember a time when there was one table. That was a pedophile sit there and just be real quiet. And just, that's what the guy would do or whoever. So that changed to two tables. Then that grew to four tables. We're in the child hall. So you got the blacks sitting here, the whites sitting in this section, you got the Mexicans sitting here, others sitting over here, and then you have the chomo sitting here. Just to give you a little paint a picture for you. And the table, I can remember the table, as I said, being one or two tables. And I'm going to say now the table's got to be up to 20. 20 tables, four at each table. So it's a lot of tables. Because in the prison system, fed, state, doesn't matter. You have to earn those tables. You have to earn those tables. I mean, it's just the way it is in there. I didn't write the rules. I just lived by them while I was in there. So don't blame me. So you have to earn those tables. And hey, over the years, they've earned those tables. The Chomo. Yeah. They've earned the table. And they have a shot caller, a spokesman. So yeah, that's the changing, you know, the changing of the system. And like I said, if you get, do something to one of them physically and get caught for it, you're going back to court. On the first thing, smoking. So, yeah, that's another thing. So, I don't know. That's a touchy one there because, as I said, it involves the children and so forth, and uh, they're not looked at too pretty in there at all. You know, and... Uh, it's just, it's just, I mean, it's a bad thing. But the old saying goes, it takes all kinds. Now, a real con, now, a real, it's a difference, convict and an inmate. The thinking, you know, they do things differently. Now, to go a little deeper, real con's job if he gets in there and gets settled, is to get under somebody. I mean, that's a real college job. You say not to entrap them or to get them in trouble or anything like that, but just to make their life better, easier. You see? So you have that, and that's the thing that the... Uh, Officers in there, they're, they're instructed to watch out for. Because a real con, a real mm. convict's job is to say, get under the correctional officer. It's for guys, more than likely, it's a female that he's talking to or trying to talk to in there. It's a situation where he can really get to her or talk to her one-on-one on different occasions. So that's usually how it works. So, yeah, 
and then an inmate's, you know, job is just to see what what it is, just whatever he can do. We have, you know, different situations where you just have model prison. He's trying to work or go to school and come back to his cell unit or where he's living, cell block, dorm, and just want to keep that routine every day, back and forth, back and forth. That's a, that's a great routine, just to get through it, get by, learn a little something, and get out of there. And sometimes you're in a situation where you can do that unscathed, where it's not, you know, a lot of, a lot of headaches, or a lot of riots, or a lot of fights, a lot of lockdowns. Because, I mean, something can happen with two other people that doesn't even involve you, and it can it may not lead into anything, just those two people, but it could cause a lockdown because it could be a different race. So it's, it could, usually if they're a different race, they're going to lock it down just to see what it is first, usually. If it's the same race, they'll shut it down, clean it up, let the program continue. So that's just what it is in there. And just like out here, Sensitivity level is lower now or higher, depending on which, which way you stand. Same way in there, seeing it all. It's nothing. I've seen uh, situations in you know, high level institutions where you know, a guy got killed right there, and then they cleaned it up. They shot the guy from the, the guy who killed from the towel. They cleaned it up, wiped it up, and I swear to God, we kept going. They resumed the... I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it. They just resumed with the program. Just keep on doing whatever you're doing. After we clean this up, and just kept on. It was just like it. It's just part of it. So once I saw that, it clicked in my head that, okay, this is just what it is. Period. So nothing to get excited about. Just something to watch out for and, and you know, be cognizant about and just Move that way. Move as though you know it's, it could happen anywhere at any time. So not so much to me or you or anybody that's around, just it could happen. And just the fact that it could happen, you know, piques your awareness if you're looking at it like that. But, yeah, so, I mean, and I've taken those things, they said before, that was quiet in there and brought them out here. And every day, like, for instance, out here, in society, in Hollywood. I mean, you can see stuff just so... I, I saw a guy the other day driving. He was knocking the heck out of his passenger and it pulled up and it happened to be a lady. And she's knocking him and slamming him back while he's driving. Now, that's a setup for whatever. He's bopping her upside the head. She's popping him back inside the head. Back and forth. And right down the street. I'm way back now. I hit my place. Just go back. Let me just look at this from a distance. It's just like it's going to just go into something else. Because <laughs> I'm looking at him. Yeah. So that, to me, what I saw there was just like, he's making, he's giving himself an invitation to go to jail for whatever. Because if a cop saw a guy beating on this woman while he's driving, she's beating on him back, you're going somewhere. Then again, with today's, with the way things are going today, I don't know, maybe will. But if you ask me, yeah, I, yeah, I'd say so. It looked like assault. But were they serious? Were they playing? I don't know. It's, 
you know, at that time I just got out of the way because they were going back and forth, going at it. So I'm like, okay, nothing for me to see here. So I got out of the way. I don't want to be in any unnecessary accidents or anything like that that I saw happening before it happened. So let me just pull back. And that's just being cognizant and, you know, just aware. And keep my head on the swivel here. And as I said, um, I haven't let that flag down, not just on a serious level, but just on an everyday heads-up level. And, and, you know, it's just part of my communication with society. It's just I, I just want to know. I have to be in the know. Because oftentimes when I'm driving, I have not only my life and myself that I have to look out for, but usually a passenger or a family or, you know, some other people that that's in my care at that time. And I take that very seriously. It's very serious. So, yeah. And not only that, I take the show very seriously and what I'm telling you on the show in hopes of helping someone out there that may be under the thumb of uh, the judicial system and so forth. I mean, in my experience, hell, can happen to anybody. I said before to you, judges, it's not just on TV. It's a, it's a politician, plenty of politicians. Just the other day, the senator well, he took a deal for 18 months, I believe. Jake Files. He'll have fun because if he has 18 months in the federal system, He'll go to a camp, more than likely, being a politician, senator especially. I'm sure that um, he doesn't have any priors, so he qualifies for a camp. And that reminds me, because I remember being, like I told you before, I did my, did my federal time, the last leg of it, on uh, the Vandenberg Air Force Base right there. Yeah, right with the servicemen right there. Had everything on, with the accepted uniform. Anyway, there was a day in particular we were working out there, and everybody's running around the whole, uh, the whole camp. You know, the whole island. Everything was buzzing. Everything. The whole Air Force Base was buzzing because the senator was coming to the Air Force Base. This was a huge deal for the military, for the Air Force, to have this senator show up to make a speech, and he was christening the uh, preschool because we were putting the furniture in the preschool for the kiddies, which is, a, I mean, it was just a great thing, beautiful day. You know, the ocean right there, we're helping kids out from the school. It was a real good feeling to you know, be able to help do that. And then the senators were going to show up. So the everyday uh, Air Force people, they're buzzing around. They're buzzing around. This is a big day. Got the chairs out, the balloons up, the drinks, the coffee, the punch, the cookies, everything out, and just the people. And that was a big deal. It was a memorable day for me. I remember it. That's why I mentioned it to you now. And just to look at that and say, here the other day about the Senator Jake Files that's going to be sentenced to 18 months of a federal pen, that's just a total different showing. As I said, he'll have fun it's in comparison to going somewhere else, anywhere else, besides McCann. So he'll have fun. But these guys, I mean, like the senator, and I looked into it, what they were saying that he's going in for. He's 
money laundering, wire fraud, some of the same things I went into the feds with. He's a construction owner. This guy was a construction owner, funneling funds by doing this, using the trucks, or whatever. It doesn't matter. They called him and they gave him whatever, gave him a deal for 18 months. You know, for the bright idea that he had. And I mean, I just look at him like, damn, that's not being a senator and owning the construction. That's not enough. You want to try to lace those two up like these people can't see? But it's like, you see that. That's when you've gotten too big and too much for yourself. Because, I mean, just me looking at it from the outside, I could be wrong, of course. I like he was okay. He was a senator. I've seen the people jump on the Air Force base when the senator showed up. I know what they do when the senator comes around. Backflips, breakdance, everything. They do it all. And he was a senator that was a construction company owner that had to do some well. I don't, I don't get that. Really. That's just greed, stupidity, everything. To me, I could be wrong, but to me, that's like, seem like you're okay. Because, like, for me, I'm trying to come up. Like, I talk to people who, like, the bright idea thing is, like, I'm trying to come up. I'm trying to, like, come up mean for those who don't know. I'm trying to change my financial situation. It's bad. I'm leaking. It's broke. I'm broke. I mean, the system is broke for me. It's a broken system. My pockets are broke. My spirit is broke. A few extra dollars make me feel a little bit better. I may be able to eat and I can pay a bill or two. So looking at it like that, that bright idea is still a bad idea to do the crime and, you know, get yourself caught up in the pickle. But that bright idea makes more sense than, damn, you're a damn senator, man, with a construction company. You own you're going to lace those two together and nobody's going to see it. So it's like, that's not too much of a bright idea from a bright, seemingly a bright guy to get to, to get to that position. You would think it's some privilege, of course, involved in there somewhere. But so you have to be somewhat of a thinker, sort of bright to get there, I think. And the thing is, uh, to do that, I've seen other guys, I've seen mayors, several mayors in the feds, do the, 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 the whoop de whoop and the whip and the dips with the uh, construction company or with the sister and he put it in your name and sign it here and then I'll put it back in your name and then it'll be in my name. That deal and just I've seen a few of them do it. Mama uh, Bello, mayor, and another mayor from Carson and whatever. Londale, California, of course. And, uh, yeah, you know. Okay, I was like, oh, really? Oh, okay. Then you didn't do it, huh? Many mayors go down. Detroit, many. New Orleans, many mayors go down. I mean, so many mayors go down, you would think when you become mayor, you'd like, okay, many mayors have went down. Let me not do nothing to go down. Let me just mayor. Let me do the mayor. And that's it. Just be a mayor. So, you know, so there, there they are sitting in there with me. I got some jet. I'm breezing. I'm skating through that thing like Peggy Fleming. I don't know any male skaters, so yeah. But I'm I'm skating through that thing like Peggy Fleming. Gliding, looking at the mayors. I'm like, oh man, you're really out of place for the thing you're doing with the construction company. Because although it's the feds and we were in a camp, it's just a lot of jail BS, you know, bullshit that goes on around there because. Everybody's trying to do something. And if they see, you know, like the general, the weaker prey, they're going to take advantage of them. So 
depending upon the relationship the mayor has with whoever else is there, he may become a target. So that's one thing. So that wasn't too much of a bright idea for him because I know he had many nights of thinking. Like the guy that's in there for he's robbing a bank or whatever he's doing, selling drugs, whatever he's doing. He's sitting there, oh boy, I can't wait for my time to go by. I'm going to get out. I'm going to do the right thing. I'm going to do that. I'm not going to do that no more. Whatever he's thinking. Oh, I'm going to get out and do it over again. This time I'm going to do it backwards and not frontwards, and I may get away. And that's a thought that he's having. He's figuring it out. But that mayor and guys like that who came in, they got everything. He had it made, made before you caught the charge with your career, with your company, with whatever you got going, whatever you're doing. Now, that guy late at night, he has to be thinking every night. Damn, this was a bad move here. This was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. Every night. Now, the guy who got busted took a deal, 18 months, 18 years, depending upon what he did. He's saying, oh, 18, 18 years, you know, before I got to get out of here, I'm going to do this change, I'm going to the church. I'm going to do everything the other way. That's understandable, like I said before. But the guy, as I said, the former state, he's going to have those 18 months are going to be rough on him. The stupidity is going to show back up. It's going to show up on him. When he get a moment, he's going to get a chance to get a moment of clarity. Because that's just dumb from the jump. You're already good. You're already good. Just keep doing what you're doing presently, being a state senator and having a construction company. You don't have to break any laws. That's just greed and stupidity right there. Those two things. That's my opinion. Not saying we're going to give a pass to the guy who needed the money. He's hustling. He broke the law. Put his ass in jail. Give him a deal. Let him out. No, no. I'm not giving, I'm not giving anybody a break, including myself. I'm just saying the stupidity of it. The sheer stupidity. Because it's going to, for me to say, it's going to come to him when he gets in there and look around and say, damn, I messed up even in the camp where he's going to have a ball, as I said before. Even in the camp where he's going to have a ball. And the thing is, not to be even saying I'm there with the guy, the thing is, then the blame game comes. And the hardest part is when you blame yourself and don't know what to do with it, don't know how to accept the blame. You don't know that the blaming Others, it's a, it's a trap that you put on yourself. That's a trap. But to to know how to blame, like okay, like me, I blame me. Me, I take full responsibility, full accountability for whatever I've done and whatever I do today, the twenty fourth of June, two thousand eighteen, not two thousand thirteen, no, no, eighteen today. So. Full accountability, full responsibility. They're just where I'm at because that's my place. That's what needs to be on my place. So I, I'm first to say to myself first, hey, Greg, never blame. It's a trap. Don't blame anybody. It's a trap. You trap yourself when you do that. Okay? So what do I do? Take it. You use anywhere in it, take it. Okay, that's what I'll do. So that, for me, that's, you know, 
blame, the blame game won't trap me ever. I won't do it. I'm not looking for anybody to put the finger, you know, to point, uh, point the finger at at all. No. I could have a family with me and take them somewhere and the little kid, I don't lock the window. It's like the little kid lets the window down or open the door. He jumps out. Not the kid's fault. Being a kid. It's on me. I didn't lock the door. I didn't put the kid lock on. He's playing with everything that's around. Handles, mother, she's looking at her phone, whatever. He pulls the handle. If he jumps out, he jumps out. There you go. But that's not the kid's fault. It's me. So that's what I'm talking about. That level. So, yeah, it's, uh, I mean, these things, they don't really fascinate me in a sense, but at the same time, I'll use that. When I hear about things like Senator, you know, other people in position, just, you know, just, just straight greed, because as I said, you know, you, and you give a chance to ask yourself, and anybody else is going through that, that was okay. Were you okay before you got yourself in this? This is a bad situation. If you're in any of those jails right now, it's a bad situation. I'm not here to make it. I'm here to tell you how to survive them. If I can, if I can help in that area, but I'm not here to make it sound sweet, but it's not. It's bad. Real bad. So that's when I say, when I say things like, okay, you can go to sleep at night if you sleep, you can lay down, and we'll all come back to you. Rolling back down to replay, HD, fast forward, stop, pause. Back up, got everything on it. It's all in your mind. And it plays itself. See? It plays itself. And either when you start playing itself, you play, and when it starts playing itself like a DVD, you'll either get it out of that or you won't. That's how. You just let it continue to keep playing. You'll either get it out of that or you won't. And that's what it does. It plays itself. Replays. And those are your lessons that you're supposed to get it from. But sometimes it's so ugly and so stupid, it's hard for you know, most of us to accept it. Because that's that's like stupid. That's stupid. See? So it's just back to full accountability, full responsibility. Yeah, that's stupid. I was stupid, this, that, and the other. It just helps for the next move. It's a, it's a good... Uh, uh, Launch for the next move. Whatever your next move on positive note is going to be. That taking accountability and taking responsibility. I'm not going to let you take it. Man, shit, I'm not giving this to you. I need this. See, I need this to put into my backpack. You know what I mean? This is one of the things I need to survive with. I need this blame. I need to, yeah, this me. I did that. I did this, I did that. I need all those things to put in my backpack to make my side of the street cleaner for me. I'm getting ready to get busy, but before I can draw up this new plan, I got to erase all this other stuff. So I'm getting ready to make my side of the street cleaner. But first, I got to look at it. Bam, it's dirty. All this shit over here. I got to sweep it up and clean it. And that's me on the inside. I'm getting me together. And then from there, okay, what I want to add to it now, because I'm not going to put the same stuff out there. I'm not going to throw trash and do this and all types of No, that's not going to be out there anymore. Dirt. Mm -hmm. It's clean now. So what I'm going to 
I going to line it up? What am I going to draw on the board now? So my being responsible for my actions and accountable for my actions allows me to clean the board. That's my race. That's what wife support. Once I take it on. It's just a crazy thing, because that's the last thing people want to do. It's like, it wasn't me. You just had to do that. No. Nope, didn't do it. That's so easy, you know, but it's just the opposite. Not to say I did it, you know, go ahead and give me 100. Yeah, not that. This is personal between yourself and yourself. Between yourself and you, rather. So, for me, it's between myself and me. See? That's what it was like that. Nobody else was around. No verbalization. Nobody heard anything. It was, you know, between me and me. But, and I tell you, that's the only way, just so you know. Bring it close to home to you. If you listen. That's the only way I'm able to do this show. Is to do those things I said I did. Being 100% accountable and 100, 100, unless I can get a little more out of it, but 100% at least responsible for my own actions. The stuff I do or that I say or cause, let me be responsible and accountable for that every day. And man, that stuff is like uh, what's that new vitamin they got out. Yeah. Nugenics. That stuff is like nugenics. Because, man, I'm telling you, it adds. It's just the, it's the, the things that go along with it. Just it make it look ugly if you put that on yourself. Oh, I did it. I'm responsible. I'm, no, it's not. It's just the opposite. But and we're told it's these things. You know, these are some of the moral values. When I was half as listening as a kid. But the thing is, it's like, these are part of the moral value. These are part of the everyday fabric, also a family, you know, get back to the family. So I just you know, I just re- I just looked at it later. But when I did look at it, I looked at it for exactly what it is, because you have people that have known these things for many years that still don't follow. Is what I'm saying. So it's not just about knowing. It's about are you living it? Are you putting it in? You know, are you injecting this into your daily? When the situation comes up and you have to be responsible and accountable, are you doing it right then and right there? See, doesn't matter if you know that this is the right thing, but are you doing What's the action behind it? We know a lot of stuff. What kind of action you put behind it? Are you really taking it on? You know, because it does show up. So, you know, I got to say every day I'm grateful to be able to go through whatever I had to go through to get to where I'm at today. And I'm not some big millionaire like you know, I used to be. I'm not some big millionaire sitting high on a hog. No, I'm grateful every day. And I'm not some guy walking around with a sheet on. Um, no, I'm humble and I'm happy this way. No, 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 I'm not that either. What I am saying is, for me, my truth, I got to say, after the millions and after everything, but when you have money like that, everything comes with life, right? Period. Especially out here. So, after all that, I'm just grateful to be able to face me every day with what without. And I had to learn that in there. I was really without. 
told and then child here. I mean, I'm blessed. I can do just about whatever I want to do. But the thing is, I'm grateful to just be able to accept me. That was the hardest part, you know. But like I said, the biggest thing for me when I read my name against the United States of America, I had to come back from that. Me, personally, how it affected me. I'm not saying that affects everybody like that. But for me, that really, that wasn't like, what the hell? That really is <laughs> crazy. <laughs> and you don't hear a lot about that from people. Like when I was in there, you don't hear a lot of people talking about that. And it's crazy. It seems like we should. Hey, man, you know the whole damn country against us. <laughs> but that really affected me. That sort of got me right yeah, so I like to choose my battles wisely. You know, I didn't know I was. <laughs> I didn't know the case was going to lead to. Damn, my own cousins against the whole United States—not literally, but just <laughs> the whole country. So it's like that did it for me. And I'm an American, and you telling me the whole America is against me? So yeah, I don't know about the next person, but that did it for me. As far as as far as a wake up call. When I read that, as well, I was fully awoke after that. So again, it takes what it takes. And for me, that's what it took. And I got to say again, I'm grateful for it. And more grateful because I'm on the other side of it, of course. But at times, I mean, like the times that I'm talking to you on the show, I'm talking about the times in there. So I'm grateful for that. I'm grateful for the survival of it. See? Although the name of the show, Jail for All Probation Survival, it's like, okay, who are we going to show us how to survive? You know, survival is, man, that's a blessing to survive that. It's like going to the Army and then making it back. I'm a veteran now, you know, you're not crazy, PTSD, working, got a job. That's big. That's a huge deal to come back, especially if you get went over there and saw some stuff. You see? If he saw some stuff, that, that's a huge deal to come back. That's why I'm a better, any better, and whether he's in front of 7-Eleven, need two, three dollars, or whether he's riding, riding around in his brand new Lexus with you, I'm a vet on the plate. Both of them, he get a two, he get a, he get a bump from me, because that's a big deal. You see? To overcome it, just to come back through that, you know. Then to come back from that and be out in front of 7-Eleven, just cold, kicking ass, that's just Thanks, man. Thanks you know, for nothing. Appreciate it. It's for this man to be standing, or a lady, running quite a few ladies, to be standing up on the 7-Eleven or at a gas station. That, that's two places where I hang out. I'm not hanging out, but I'm there a lot. I buy a lot of gas and I go to a lot of 7-Eleven. That's just the places where they happen to hang out. So, what a bet. Tell them as I give them the money that they're, you know, how I've been to prison. I don't even tell them about the show. I just thought I've been to prison because I give them the money and they see me a lot. And I don't want them to think I'm better than them because they see me pushing up in this big, you know, big expensive truck and this, that, and the other. I'm looking good to them. I'm dressed and I'm jumping out and my step is okay and, you know, everything seems like it's all right, which it is. I got to say, thank God. But I don't want him to think I'm, like, over you. 
uh, like I've been to jail, and you know, you've been you're a veteran from the army, and then give them the few bucks to let them know, because I know I can I can feel it when I step into the store. I can feel him thinking that I'm better, or he's less. I can, you know, I know it. But before I leave, I want him to know that that's not the case. So, you know, I had to learn that, too. And that, for me, like, I had to really battle. I had to battle with being humble. Because, you know, it just didn't go along with being G'd up. That was my, for the most part, even if I didn't try, I I didn't have to try. Just stay G'd up, period. And that means so many things on every level. All of them. And especially if it works. So, for what I needed. So yeah, so that less that's lessened that so much. We don't need a lot of that. So for me, the way I lessen that is to make that statement. Just instead of just handing them the two or three bucks, let me just make the statement for both of us to let you know that it's important to me that you're an army vet. You know, and I'm grateful for your service, man. Thanks. You know, that's why I'm able to ride around like I'm doing. Tell them that. And then to let them know about my friendship. If you never been to you weren't in the brig over there or nothing? No, okay, good. You know, see, so you got one up on me. See? I got that ex, a couple of them. See? And then I, hopefully I drive away with them feeling a little bit better. Or her. Or whoever. It don't matter what color or whoever. The thing is just. I mean, because they're already sitting down on the damn ground. <laughs> so what you want to do? You know, damn. So it's not a thing. The only thing I can do is just let me see if I can lift you up a bit. You know, if I'm in a position to look like I am. So let me take advantage of that. It's not going to take me long. It's not going to change my day. In fact, I got something to do right now. Let me go. Right after I do this, I'll say this a little bit to you. not trying to preach or anything. None of that nonsense. Because I, I don't want nobody preaching to me. I don't want to hear it. Please don't. Man, I don't want to hear it. Period. I suffered through as a kid sitting in church with my mom. My friend sitting in church at times I had to go. I never liked it. Well, the last thing I want to do is just keeping it real, talking about what I've been through and what you may have to go through if you're walking that line. and just You know, but hopefully you don't. Those are the things. But it leads to so much more than jail because it can turn your life around. My, I was, I'm lucky. I'm a lottery winner. I went in and it helped me. First to say it, don't tell anybody. But you don't have to get your help in there. You can just listen to me. I walk it. I'll tell you to walk. I mean, talking about doing the stories, the jailhouse stories, before people can get it. And just, I may even flush the toilet doing the story. I don't know. Because I want you to really feel the experience. So you won't have to go feel the experience. You see? So, we'll see how that works out. But the thing is, I just, you know, it's deep in my heart that, uh, to avoid all that stuff for anybody. Just the one person that's, that I, that's, that's listening can avoid that. And I'm the right person to be talking to you about it. Because, you know, I'll give you enough BS about the joint, and then I'll give you enough realism on how you get in there. You know, so... And I, I'm not even questioning myself. It's assisting someone out there. Man, I mean, just somebody had told me the thing. Man, I wasn't listening so much. But if, if it 
G'd up away. Hey, you know, it's another way you can do what you're trying to do, right? <laughs> I may have listened. I think I would have. But especially if I would have been told something that tailored me and my lifestyle, what, you know, what could happen with me or even to me and my, you know, something that I would have believed. And that would have helped. That would have helped out a lot. But it didn't. And I had to take that route. So that's what that was the route I was on. See, not blaming anybody. That's the route I was on. So I had to take that route. So, but now we got, you know, updates. You know, we can do stuff smarter now. It's other angles. You got everybody talking about everything, everywhere, online, and everywhere else. I want to leave you guys with that and just let you know that find your courage. Sometimes it's grace when you're under pressure, as I said before. I want to thank you for joining me this week, and I ask you to join us next week. In the meantime, take care of yourself. Take care of each other. God bless you. Peace. Tune in live every week to Jail, Parole, Probation, Survival with Greg Harris on BBS Radio Station 1 on Sundays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time. And don't forget to connect with Greg on your favorite social media platform. He's there. To find out more, go to bbsradio.com forward slash jbps. We're glad you did.